Okay, Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Samach Dalid Im Sachem. We learned for four Shalemah for Tova Miriam Basvar Mindel and Esther Basienta. Four Shalemah to them both. <clears throat> yesterday's daf, <clears throat> yesterday's Mishnah, we talked about uh, if you shech the carbon Pesach while you have chametz in your house or in your possession or in anybody's possession who is a uh, registered for that particular Pesach, so the Tanakhama said you're only over if you shech the carbon Pesach while you have chametz in your house. Rabbi Yehuda said even the carbon Tumid. So first let's deal with Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara here about ten lines down on Dav Samachdal that the two does. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Afa Tumid. My time Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda say also that if you shech the Tumid on the fourteenth of the on the fourteenth day of Pesach while you have chametz in your house, you're also chayiv there too. Omer Lecha. My time Rabbi Yehuda. Omer Lecha. Zivchi. Pasuk says. Lo sizbach al chometz dam zivchi zevachamiyuchli the one that's that's particular to me the one that's special to me my new tumid why is that one particular so the mafarshim say because by the carbon tumid it says as carboni lachmi leishai carboni my carbon lachmi my bread so that one is particular that one so to speak that belongs to God you know you could argue the chatas is for you to have a a kapara pesach is for you. But the Tumid, the daily Tumid, that's Karbani Lachmi, that's Hashem's special one. So here it also says, and the Pasik says, uh, we'll see two Pesukim in a minute, but one, the first Pasik in Shmo says, Lo Sizbach al Chomets Dam Zivchi, right? Lo Sizbach al Chomets Dam Zivchi. So don't Shecht Chomets, which Dam Zivchi, the Dam of my Tumid, don't Shecht the Tumid also. Don't, you know, besides the carbon Pesach, you can't shech the, which is the Pashab Shad, the Tumid, which is carbon Lachmi, the one that's special to me. You shouldn't shech that carbon either while you have Chomets in your possession. Then we have Rab Shimon Shita. Rab Shimon holds, Rab Shimon Omar Pesach by Bas. What does Rab Shimon say? Rab Shimon says that if you shech the carbon Pesach on the 14th the afternoon, Lishma, then you're Chayev. Shelo Lishma Pate, because Rab Shimon goes with his Shita throughout Shas. That uh, that shechita she'ena ruuya a shechita which is puzzle is not called a shechita. So therefore, he says, since a carbon pesach laichatos, if you did it shalol lishma, is not a carbon. It's not. It's not a shechita. It's puzzle. Therefore, you're not chayiv for that. So Reb Shimon and the Mishnah says a pesach barbaso lishma chayiv shalishma potter. Shar calls vachem other carbonos. In other words, the Tanakam only talk about carbon pesach. Reb Yudadan on tomid. Rabbi Shimon says, no, other carbonos are also included in the Yisr. However, it depends what. The sh- other carbon, p- p- uh, other carbonos that you shechted on the 14th after- in the afternoon, even if you did lishma your potter, because the only chiev for other carbonos is when the carbon pesach is not the time for carbon pesach, is, is when it's not the time. What does he mean? Uvamoid, and during, during pesach, doesn't this mean chalamoid, you wouldn't do it on Yanta, but, but in general, throughout, Kar- throughout uh, pesach, if you did it lishma, your potter. What lishma? If you did the carbon pesach, because the carbon pesach, if you did it lishma on pesach, not on your dalid, that's a shechin sheitaruy. It's puzzle, right? If you did it lishma, a pesach that you did uh, outside of the dalid, if you did it l'shem shlamim, that's what it is. Then it's okay. But if you did it l'shem pesach, it's puzzle. So therefore, if you shechted a carbon pesach with chametz in your house. Of course, if you have chametz in your possession, you're over in Baal Yorah Baal Yimotzeh. But the Yisra of Lo Sishchat or Lo Zizbach al Chametz Dam Zivchi, don't shecht my carbon while you have chametz in your possession, applies, according to Rabshim, applies to carbon Pesach on the 14th and not to any other carbon. And then, and then during Pesach, when you're not allowed to have chametz in your house, 
it applies to other Karbanos, but not the carbon Pesach of the Ozal Shema. So that's what Rabbi Shimon said in the Mishnah. Other Karbanos on the 14th, your potter. Your potter. Even if you did a Lishma or Shalash, it doesn't make any difference. On Yantif, when you can't bring a carbon Pesach Lishma, and if you did that, it's possible, then your potter. Because, again, Rabbi Shimon's sheet is, if you shechted a carbon that's not Roy, it's not called Shechita. So you didn't shech. The pastor says, don't shech. Okay, I, if I shech the carbon Pesach in the middle of Chalmoy, the same Pesach, it's not a good Shechita, and therefore I didn't shech. If I shechted any other carbon, any carbon, uh, Neder, Nedava, whatever you wanted to bring, Chatos, if you shechted on Chalmoy, Lishma, with Chomets in your house, you're Chayef for that. You're Chayef for that. Why? Because he learns that the Yisr of Lasizbach applies from Yudalit till the end of Pesach. However, it depends what. The Pesach, which is Bizman on Yudalit, your Chayiv, if you did that Bizman with Chums in your house. Any other Karbanos Yudalit? No. But other Karbanos, other Karbanos that are brought, the Shema on Chalamoid, let's say, with Chumitz in your house, they're your Chayev for. Why is that? What's the difference? On Yudalad, you only Chayev on carbon Pesach, not on any other carbon. And the other carbon, though, during Pesach, if you shecht it, Lishma, you're Chayev, and carbon Pesach, not. Why? Well, carbon Pesach, we understand why not, because it's not a proper Shechita. Shechita and is not called Shechita. Why the other Karbanas only on Yantif or during during Pesach and not on Yudalad? That's what is going to say right now. What's his reason? The Pesach says, Zivchi, Zivchi. Where does it say Zivchi, Zivchi? The Pasuk in Shmo says, Lo Sizbach al Chomets Dam Zivchi. And the Pasuk in Kisisa, but the first Pasuk is in, uh, in Bo that we read yesterday, right? Uh, and then the Pasuk says in Kisisa, also in Shmos, Lo Sishchat al Chomets Dam Zivchi. Lo Sishchat. One is Lo Sizbach, Lo one is Lo Sizbach. It's the same meaning, but both of them say, Lo Sizbach or Lo Sishchat al Chomets Dam Zivchi. So we have two Pasukim telling me, don't shech the carbon while. You have chametz in your house. Trays him, trays him twice. Kori be zivach zivchai. So zivchai, meaning my carbonos. So therefore, we since it says it twice, we apply not only carbon pestle, but other carbonos too. You can't shecht any carbon while you have chametz in your house, even though the other carbon has nothing to do with the chametz. We understand pesach. Pesach means uh, pesach is the is the uh, opposite of chametz, right? You bring pesach only when there's no chametz. Other kabbanas also you can't shech with chametz in your house, especially as Esar Shimon learns. but why did the pasuk separate them? So just say uh, So why did the pasuk say in in Bo it says those los bechal chametz dem zivchi in in Kisisa it says los shishchad al chametz dem zivchi and we say okay it has twice zivchi to put the two yuds together it applies to other kabbanas too. So say other kabbanas let's say one place los shishchad al chametz dem zivchayai lemeimer to tell you that they're separate in what sense. But when you when you're supposed to bring the carbon pesach on your dalit, you're not chayev for bringing other carbonos, even though it's also to have hummus in your house from your dalit at noontime on. But the time when it's also to bring the carbon pesach, which is lishma on that at that time, you're not chayev for bringing a car any other carbon with hummus in your house. During Yontif, from Pesach, from the first day of Pesach till the last day of Pesach, when there's no mitzvah to bring a carbon Pesach, carbon Pesach is only on Arab Pesach, then you're chayiv on the other ones. That's an interesting thing how Reb Shimon learns. In any case, Reb Shimon knows that, that um, the basis of his idea, okay, he has these psukim, but he also goes with the idea that Shechita, Shlol Yishma, is not called Shechita. So even though you attempted to do an Isser, you attempted to shech the carbon, let's say Pesach in the middle of Chalmite, that's not that's not shechita. Therefore, you're not chayev for that. You're only chayev for real shechita. 
So what do we say? Again, Rabbi Shimon holds, on Chalamai, if you shechted a carbon, Pesach Lishma, that's not the time to shech, but that's puzzle. And therefore you're Pater. Okay, if you did it Shalol Lishma, which means for a Shlomim, then you are Chayev. Uh, time it is Shalol Lishma, because you did it Shalol Lishma, it's Mashma specifically, you had this Kavana for this carbon Pesach to do Shalol Lishma, meaning for a Shlomim. Hastama, but if it would be Stam, you'd be Pater, because then it would be La carbon Pesach. Amai Pesach B'Shayim Moshashan Shlom Havei. Isn't the Pesach any other day of the year automatically Shlomim? It sounds like over here, no, it's not automatic. You have to withdraw it from, from calling it a Pesach. You have to specifically change it and say, no, it's now not a Pesach. Shmami no Pesach B'Shayim Moshashan Boy Akira. You have to uproot it and say, oh, this is not a Pesach. Now I'm Shechni L'Shem Shlomim. Isn't, is that a proof that? And that's a Shail which we had in, you have later on here and you have it in Chulin. Is a Pesach other days of the year when it's a Shlomim? Do you have to specifically say, I want it to be a Shlomim? Or is it automatically if it's not Yudalim? So the Chor here it's Mashmi, you have to say, Shalom Lishma. Am Rav Bar Gamda? No, not necessarily so. Nizruka Mepiyah Chabura. Rav Bar Gamda says the same Lashon elsewhere in Shas and Shabbos. Nizruka Mepiyah Chabura. In other words, it was thrown out the Chabura Paskin, the, his Rabbanan Paskin. But Omer, they said, no, they said this like unanimously, going to show you No. Could be that, the, that our mission is speaking about where the owners of the carbon were Tomei Meis on Erev Pesach, and therefore, V'nitchem Pesach Sheni, the Stamilishim Pesach Kai. In other words, it could be for a regular guy who's supposed to bring his carbon Pesach on Yadalit and his tar. So after Yadalit, it automatically becomes a Shlomim. He may not have to uproot it specifically, but in this case, it's speaking about where the owners themselves were Tomei Meis. So their carbon Pesach was automatically Nitcha a month later to Yadalit and uh, Er. To Pesach Sheni. So then, that's Stam Le Pesach. But a, but a guy who brought his carbon, a guy who's not Tomei, and brought his carbon on Erev Pesach in the regular time, if he has another carbon Pesach, that becomes a Shlom automatically. So you can't prove it from here. What is the order in the Beis Amikdash on Pesach? How does it work? So the Mar, this is what the mission deals with now. Pesach Nishcheh B'Shalosh Kitos. It's learned out of a Pesach, as we'll see Shneemar, it says, V'shachtu so called Kahal Adas Yisrael. Adas we know, Ada is a minion of ten people, and the same for Kahal and the same for Yisrael. So the Pusik says, Kahal Adas Yisrael. Each one of those could mean ten. Kahal could be ten, Adas ten, and Yisrael ten. So therefore, you have to do it in three separate groups. Kahal Adas Yisrael. We'll see, we're not sure. Does it mean in one group of thirty, or does it mean three groups of ten? So as we'll see. It's done in three groups. In other words, they make sure it's obviously you should rush and try to get into it and be the first, but it's necessary to have some people in the second group, some people in the third group. It's learned out of these, this Pasek. Kahal Beit Israel. So that's what it means that you have to have three groups. The first group goes in the Smali Azara, and the Azara is, is uh, filled up. The Aruch learns Azara. Why is it called the Azara? Because there we pray to God and Hashem helps us. Hashem is as, as our Ezra from there. Okay, so the first group comes in, they lock the gates of the Azara. We're going to have another gear so that it was Ninalu, that it was one of the, one of the miracles in the base of English was that once the first group came in, the doors automatically closed. In other words, they didn't close them, they waited until the doors automatically closed and they let everybody in. When, when, uh, miraculously, the doors closed when there was enough people to complete the first cot. That's one way to learn, but that's not the way our mission reads. The way I, we have it in our mission is that, no, they closed the doors. They said, okay, that's the first group, that's it. Taku, Taku, they did Kia, Truat, Kia, they blew the chauffeur. Hakonim, Omdim, and the Kornim were standing there in Shuos, Shuos. 
rows of Kohanim. It's all part of the um, the royalty of the the beauty. They stood there in in, all, in even rows. And in their hands, they held bowls, cups, or bowls of uh, made out of silver. And some made out of gold. A row that had gold was all gold. The coal that was all silver was all silver. Why is that? The Gemara will explain why. They didn't mix up. They didn't have a row with some gold and some silver. That didn't look as nice. So they kept it all nice. All these bowls that the Kohanim stood there holding had no flat bottom. They didn't want them set down on the ground, Shemi and Ichem, because the, the, these, these bowls were made for holding the blood. And if somebody would get tired to say, oh, I'm going to rest for mine, I'm going to have a smoke, put them down on the floor, and if they would be flat bottom, you could put them down on the floor, and the dumb and the blood might congeal, the Ikarish Adam. So therefore, to avoid that problem, they were all rounded bowls, so that they, were, they couldn't stand up, and therefore they couldn't be placed down. Shachat Yisrael says here that the Yisrael did the Shechita, not the coin. Shachat Yisrael, we'll talk about that, right? We'll learn the Shechita Kasha Bazar. Shechita Shachat Yisrael, the Kibbala coin. Then the Kohenim, as we've learned, we'll see, we'll discuss in detail, Kibbala coin from Kabbalah, the other Avodas of Kabbalah, Lachan Zrika, accepting the dam from the uh, neck of the animal, that's Kabbalah, and then walking it to the Mizbeach, that's Halacha, and then sprinkling it on the Mizbeach, those had to be done only by a coin. So Yisrael could shecht, the Kibbalah coin, then the coin handed it to his neighbor, his next, the next coin next to him, the Chaver Lechaver, and on down the line, and when each one accepted the dam, he accepted us, he had a bowl in his hand already, an empty one. He first accepted the full dam, the one that, that's, that was just shechted, the, dam, the, the bowl that had the dam, he accepted that from his neighbor, and then he returned the empty one. Each one would accept it in one hand and return the empty one with the other one. First he would mekabal the full one, as we'll see, and then and then he would return the empty one. When he got to the coin who was right near those bech, Zarko, he would sprinkle it, Zrika Achas, one Zrika Kenegeri Yesod. One Zrika, as we say in Ezo Makoman every day, Pesach, Meiser, and Bechor, those three require only one sprinkling of the dam, but it has to be where there's a Yesod, where there's a base to the Mizbech. The Mizbech on the west and the north side was all, was all, all had a base. On the east side, it only had a little piece, a little ama in the northeast corner, and in the south, only in the southwest corner. The rest of the south and the rest of the east had no base. So it had to be, you had to sprinkle it, the coin had to sprinkle it from this. As we'll see, when we say sprinkling it, he means he took the pitcher or the bowl and sprinkled it, like literally threw it on the wall of the Mizbeach. He didn't do it with his hand, that's only a chatas. Chatas is the only carbon that he takes with his finger and he walks around the four corners and, and, and smears it on the corner of the Mizbeach. The other ones were all sprinkled or poured. And as we'll see here, he says sprinkled, zrika, not nishpach. Yatsukas Rishonah. So then the first group finished. It said over there that, uh, yeah, right? That uh, then when the first group finished, they went out. They went out. We're talking here, of course, on Erev Pesach when they did the carbon. Are we talking about when Erev Pesach was a weekday or Shabbos? We'll see all this applies to both, both weekdays and on Shabbos. The second group came in. Yes, when the second group went out, because as we said, based on the Pesach of Kol Kod Yisrael, you had a three groups, so they weren't, so they were three separate groups. Kamaisa Rishona. Kamaisa Rishona, Kamaisa Rishona, is the way the first group did it, the second group did the exact same thing, Vashlishas and the third one. Karu a Hallel. While this was going on, they read the Hallel. Tosa says that it was the Levim who read the Hallel. Rashi learns it was the 
the people who brought the carbon pesach themselves are hollow. Some of the 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 uh, <clears throat> the briska rab says that they're actually both true. That they read the the Levium read uh, said the hollow because they were the ones who sang, <clears throat> and the other ones read it the way we we like we say hollow at the uh, at the seder because they were bring they were bring, they were in kind the mitzvah of carbon pesach. So they all read the hal. Chorus the halal. Im gomru shanu. If they finish the halal while their group, this kat, this first group was going on, or the second group or the third group, im gomru, if they repeated that, if they finished the halal, you had to keep going with the halal, so they repeated it, repeated the halal a second time if there were still karbonos being brought in that group. Im shanu, if they finished it a second time, shalshu, they repeated it personally. But they never, if there were a lot of kohanim there, a lot, thousands of kohanim, many people were there, and they never had a chance to really finish the third, to, to do it a third time, because there were so many people there involved that they were always able to complete all the carbonos of that group before, before they got to all. You have to remember, this is all taking place in the afternoon of Erev Pesach, after they brought the carbon tumen, as we've learned. So they had a limited, there was a limited time window here, a limited window of time, and therefore they rushed to do it quickly. Rabbi Yudomer, Mimeim Shalkat Shlishis, the third group, which was the smallest group, because everybody tried to get into the first and second group, they never got to the paragraph in Halal that starts with right? That then everything got there. They never even finished the first Halal because the group was very small. There was a small amount of people in the third group. It's the same way they did it during the weekdays, it's the same way they did it on Shabbos. Ella, during the weekdays, there was no problem washing things down, cleaning things up, right? There was no problem. But on Shabbos, the Kohenim washed the Azara, and the Chum weren't happy with that. Now, how did they wash the Azara? So, the, so what happened was that they would stop up the, uh, there was a waterway going through the Azara, which kept things clean. And uh, there, was a, there was always fresh water coming through there. So they would stop up the whole, the drain of that water, and then the Azara, the floor of the Azara would flood. There's nothing really wrong with that. You could do that on Shabbos too. It's Kalachiyas. And Farshim say probably the Chum already washed it with their, the 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 uh, Kohanim there also washed it with their hands, and the Chum were not upset, were were unhappy with that. It's not an Isra Doraisa uh, just washing it down, but the Chum weren't happy with that. So the Kohanim washed the Azara without the uh, without the consent of the Chacham. And then apparently they did more than just stopping up the drain because there wouldn't have been a problem with that. Rabbi Yudomer Kosei This is a famous Gemara we've had many places. Rabbi Yudomer said. Well, when they stopped it up, remember the place was full of blood. You know, there was thousands of carbonos that were brought. Places there was blood all over the place. So Rabbi says, "Kosei mali bidam tuvas." From all the dam that was left on the floor, they would fill up one cup and zarku zrika achas agamis bech and throw that blood acham. Rabbi said they did that in case somebody's uh, bowl spilled and maybe that guy wasn't yotzei carbon pesach because he didn't do the, the zrika. So they took one cup and filled it up with all the blood on the floor, which was all mixed up. And uh, therefore, they were Zorik for him in case one or two or 20 guys' blood had, had spilt on the floor. They picked up some of that blood from the floor now, and they were Zorik there. And since all the blood mixed up, so he had a little bit, he had some drops of car- from each and every carbon. The Chum were not uh, happy with that because, as we'll see, that's considered most of that blood is Dam Tamsis. It's not the, uh, it's the Dam that's, that's, that um, seeped out of the animal at the end. In other words, it's not the lifeblood. But it's blood that, you know, the, 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 the things just drained out after you, did the, after you took the bowl straight from the neck. All the other blood that drained out, that was most of the blood there. And, the, and you're not supposed to sprinkle that on the Mizbeach. But Rabbi Yudah holds his sheet uh, that what? That min bimino lo bottle. And the dam is never bottle. Even one drop in a million drops is not bottle. So you always had some life blood there. We'll see you in talking about more. Kate said, 
tolin and mafshitin. Now, how did they skin the animals? How did they how did they uh, hang them up and skin them? There were iron hooks in the walls, on the pillars there. Those pillars were called nanosim. Remember when we talked in Nidos and uh, we talked about there were, there were like eight, uh, eight little pillars there and they had like butcher block on top and, and they had different hooks on these, each of these pillars. Shabahan told them I've sheeted there, they hung up the animals and they would skin them. Let's say there was no place, there were so many people there, there wasn't enough room with those hooks. On a regular day, fine, the quantum handle it, but there were so many on Erev Pesach, this was like the, the big day of the year for Carbonus in a certain, in a, a small time frame. So if there wasn't enough room there, so Maklos Dakum, they would take small uh, sticks, thin, the Chalakum smooth, Hayu, Hayu Shamanicham and they would hang him on two guys' shoulders. You know, one guy, one guy, Korpesach, and his friend, hang it on his shoulder. Umafshit, and they would skin it that way. They would hang the animal on a stick that were, two guys were holding on their shoulder. Blazer if it came out on Shabbos, they wouldn't take the sticks because the sticks could be muktza, right? Even if it's a klisha malachto, klisha but you're using it with sarf gufo. But a problem it could be that you might you might uh, strip the uh, the sticks. There might be other isurim involved, even though we hold that what we hold that um, uh, that einshvus b'mikdash. But over here it could be an exception because it's not the einshvus b'mikdash because the kohanim is reason. But these aren't all kohanim. These could be. Other people could also be involved with it, even though this is mostly done the Kana, but still on Shabbos they didn't uh, they didn't do it that way. What they did was they did it by hand. Each guy put a hand on his on his uh, friend's uh, on his neighbor's uh, shoulder and they hung it on their hands. They hung the animal on their hands, and they would hang the animal that way and they would skin the animal that way on Shabbos. Right? Rashi says, and that it wasn't an issue of muktzah. Muktzah probably wouldn't have a problem because uh, but the problem was maybe there weren't enough sticks and you might come to make the stick. You know, as you might skin, you might cut it and do things like that. That certainly would be an Israel Shabbos. So they didn't do this. That's how they did it on Shabbos. Now, they ripped the Momashe Koro. They, they, they opened up the animal. They cut it open. Both season move, they took out the Amurim, which are the lobe over the liver and the kidneys. Nostubamagus, and they put that on a plate, and then they were mocked and they burned it on the Mizbech. That's part of the process of the carbon pestle. After you do Shrit Kabalazrika, you also have to do the Aktarv de Mormon Mizbech. Yatsa Kasabishona. Now, still on, we're talking about on Shabbos. The first group that went out, the Yashful they went and sat on Harabayas. Why didn't they go home? Because they couldn't carry the Pesach home with them, because they couldn't leave the base of Megdash, they couldn't carry on Shabbos. It was Shabbos today. Erev Pesach was Shabbos, right? So, like we're going to have this year, as we said, right? So that it was, they couldn't carry on Shabbos. So they were only allowed to stay in the perimeter of Harabayas. But they were finished with their job. So they went and they sent Harabayas, the Shnia, the second group, the Chil. Chil was the area around the uh, Ezra's Nashim, between there and the Sorig. And if you look at a map of the, of the, uh, the diagram of the, uh, of the Azar, of the base of Migdash, you'll see it's called the Chil. That was an area around there. Now you notice in the first two, the Kadrishon and Shnia, they sat. They sat in Harbais, they sat in the Chel, which is outside the Azar. The third group stayed there. It was still Shabbos, right? Still Shabbos. The third group, the Mkomeres, they stood because Ein Yeshiva Bazara El Malche based of it. Only ones allowed to sit in the Azara are, are the, uh, the royalty, the, the, uh, the royalty from David Amelach. Nobody else allowed to sit there, so they stayed where they were and they had to stand. Right, once it got dark, once once meaning once Shabbos was over, Matzah Shabbos, 
Yatsu Vitzolus Pesachim. Then they went home. They went home and they roasted their Kabbalas because they were not allowed to do the roasting on Shabbos. Only the Avoda was mutter on Shabbos, not roasting. And the carbon, as we know, had to be eaten. Sli'esh had to be roasted. So he said in the Mishnah, you have to shecht it in three groups. So shloshim, shloshim. Now he says, you know what? Each group has to have at least 30 people. Why my time? Kalbeid of Yisrael. We said it says three times groups, right? A group of ten. Masafka, we're not sure. Iba Basachas doesn't mean all three groups of ten at minimum at one time. So you need everybody in one group. Everybody, but at least ten. At least ten times three, at least thirty. Or does it mean, no, ten, and then another group of ten, another group of ten, minimum, speaking about. Hilkach being in Shalosh Kitzvah, therefore not sure. Therefore you take three groups of Shloshim Shloshim, of thirty each, because we're not sure if it means thirty at one time, or ten at a time. So we're not sure, so what you do is, you say both. Make sure you have a group of thirty in the first one, a group of thirty in the second one, thirty in the third one. This way, whether you need it thirty at one shot, or you need it in three groups, you say either way. If it's all at one time, you got you got you you have thirty at one time. Also, you've got a minimum of ten. You've got thirty. You also yotze that way. You could also manage with fifty. Let's say all they had was a, was a very weak year and nobody was able to travel. There was a pandemic; they couldn't fly to Israel, and you only had fifty people in the base hamigdash. Right, so so you have fifty people bring their kabbanis. You can manage that way too. The Ili plus, and the first thirty people go in. Bavdi Ili Asara Asara. Then ten more people go in, and ten people leave. Right, the first ten leave. Now you still got thirty. And Ili Asara Benafka Asara. The same thing. So that you you have you have uh, you you have a reserve that way. You start with thirty. They do it. Then ten guys leave, and ten other guys come in. Now you have another thirty. The second group is thirty, and the same one for the third group. Nichnas the Kasvushana Itmar Abayom Meninul Times. We said. In the Mishnah, that the doors locked miraculously. Rav Amarnolan tonight. No, they locked the doors after the first group. The Kohen saw it was enough people. They locked it by themselves. My benai, what's the machlokes between the benai? Lemitzmachnesi. Can you depend on a nest? We have a rule: ain't somchnes. You don't rely on a nest, right? Abai Omer Ninalutanan. Kamadai lumai. Lo besomchnes. You could be. You could depend on the nest. The Mefarshim say that Abai doesn't always mean somchnes in general. He says, over here, something on this, because it's not a big deal. If the doors don't close, okay, so everybody came in at one time. Yes, you're supposed to have three groups of 10 each or three groups of 30, but if everybody came in at the same time and they all fit in, lo no ra, right? So therefore, in a case like that, you could depend on an S. Farshim all ask also, what do you mean? Why don't you just say it's one of the 10 Nisim? The Mishnah says in Avos that there were 10 Nisim that were done in the, in the Beis HaMikdash, right? And one of them was that, uh, you know, there were no flies and, and nobody uh, got sick from the smell. And, blah. and then one of them is, is that they would stand tzafuf, right? Or all the regal, when they came to the regal, they would stand, it was so crowded. And yet, when they bowed down, there was plenty of room for each one. That was also a miracle. So there are other miracles that took place there, too. So he says, okay, you can depend on this. That's a bayshit. Rav Omer, Nolan, Tanan. You don't depend on this. Ayba, Tanan. Vodetan, this is what we learned. Omer, Buda. There was a Shaila issue about uh, can you give a can you have a sota give her a sota to drink if she was a gyores or meshukreres or a shifcha meshukreres that uh, Akavia said you know you don't uh, you don't only a, only a basisrael not a uh, gyores or a meshukreres so they said to him what do you mean uh, we saw here there was a story with this woman uh, who. Uh, Shmai and Aftalion, there was a story with a certain lady that gave her name there, and um, or the town that she was from, and Karkamis Shifcha Shahisa Bushalayim, and Shmai and Aftalion gave her to drink. So Akavid Menal answered him, no, 
Dugma, Dugma They gave her, they gave her just like, a, so some say Dugma, I mean, look, it's a sample, it wasn't really the, the Mesota. The way Rashi learns is that Dugma Shrua, that people like her, Shmaitan, were also gayerm, as if he put them down. So they said, they put, oh, Kavit Mahal said that about Shemayi Ftal, they put him in Cherem. Rabbi Yudas says, that they put a Kavit Mahal in Cherem. Shein Azar Nelos, the door, the Azar was never clocked, was never closed. Al Kolar Meisrael, Bechokhman Vieras Chaykakavit. He was the greatest, the, and as the door never closed, there was never anybody in the base of Mitch as great as a Kavit Ben Mahal Alel of the, of the Tanoim. So Abayah says, what does that mean? When the doors closed, miraculously, there was nobody there as great as a Kavim ben Halel. In other words, Abayah learns that it was still miraculous. I mean, the the Lushan over there was, the Azar were never closed. It's like saying he was the greatest among all the Jews. The Azar never closed on Akavi ben Manhalal El, uh, as great, uh, never closed on anybody as great as Akavi ben Manhalal. So did it mean it closed miraculously, or did it mean it closed when the Kohanim closed it? So Abayah and Rubble will each learn according to the way they learn Tranenar Mishnah 2. Even though people poured to get in, Everybody wanted to be in the first group or the second group. They didn't want to look like lazy people in the third group. So um, nobody, miraculously again, nobody was ever crushed. Except for one Pesach, one elderly person was crushed to death. They called that the Pesach of the, of the crushed. Right, because he was rushed. They called. There was only only one time it happened that way. Agrippus wanted to count the Jews. Now Agrippus was generally a good king, so it could be that he wanted to show how powerful the Jews were to show his uh, his superiors in Rome. You know that we have a strong population here. Don't start off with them. So he wanted to count them, and Jews never liked that. So he told the coin You know what? Now's a good time to count. Everybody comes all the regal count the number of carbon Pesachs and we'll figure it out that way. And it's how are they going to take a census? So Natal Kulya Mikolechad, he took one um, he took one um, Kulya, one um, what's the word? Klayot, yeah, a kidney. He took a kidney from each carbon. One kidney. He took one kidney. They found there were there, how many? 600,000 pairs. In other words, a million two hundred kidneys. Took a million two hundred kidneys. Keflaim kiyotz mitzrayim, double the amount of the adults that came out of mitzrayim. Chutz mitamei shayir And this didn't count. This only counted the people who brought their carbon pesach on erev on erev pesach, which means it didn't count the people who were tamei or people who were traveling. There were a million two hundred kidneys there. Okay, two hundred kidneys of an, of of animals, meaning there were at least a million two hundred thousand, million two hundred thousand uh, animals. There was, there was no carbon pestle that had less than 10 people registered for each one. So that means there were at least 12 million Jews who brought their carbon pesach on Erev, on Erev pesach, right? There's a little of Yosef, it was more. It was probably, it might have been 20 million or 30 million, but there was at least 12 million. But they called that the thick pesach, the dense, a pesach of dense throngs. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, but how did they take, how, what, he, he took all these, he took a million two hundred thousand kidneys, like, and put them in a box? I mean, how did he do this? 
the clothes are part of their murum. They have to be burnt on the Mizbeach. So how could he take them? He says, no, the Haramakhtuli, he, he, afterwards he burnt them. You have to be makhtur each animal by itself. You can't take a million, two hundred thousand kidneys now and then throw them all in those back together. They're from a million, million, two hundred different carbonos. No, it's the harder makta luchadachada. That afterwards he did each one by themselves. He didn't do them all together. But the whole thing, in other words, the shtay klayos, the two kidneys and the lobe over the liver together have to be burnt. Each carbon, you have to burn the whole carbon, that whole carbon. You can't just, you can't just take one kidney of that carbon, burn that separately later on. He simply said he went over to each each animal as it was being carbon. Obviously, he had a group of Prahanim who he had delegated this to. He didn't do all do all himself. He went over to each one and said, I'm going to take that kidney until you give me a token in its place. Maybe they had tokens or whatever, until you give me a token for it. And that's what they counted. They took, a, they took something else as a token. They just simply they held the kidney. They didn't really take it away. They kept it all together with that carbon. They just said, I'm going to take the kidney until you, we're not going to proceed until you give me a token in its place. And they counted the tokens. Kornamam the Shurashurus, my time. But why did they stand in rows that way? This one, a row of gold, a row of silver separately. Are you worried about what? Then maybe he's going to take one of gold and then put a, return one of silver. And then what's your problem? That Mal Makoshal Maridan, some say it's a question might steal one. Not all the bowls were exactly the same size. Maybe he took a bigger one and gave back a smaller one. That could also be a problem. Or maybe he would pour from a gold into a silver or pour from a big one into a small one. That's also a problem of It just looks nicer. It looks nicer when they all look the same, right? Like a band. Right, it looks nice when all the tubas are together. When all you know, every every uh, every musical instrument, they look together, right? They're not mixed up. Here also, it looks nicer when you have a whole row of gold and a whole row of silver, and they're not mixed up. <coughs> it wouldn't be a problem of Malmakosh and say them for anyway, because each carbon had its own, right? In other words, it's only a problem if you're talking about within one carbon. Each carbon had its own, so it wouldn't be a problem of Malmakosh Lamirin. We said these bowls had no flat bottom, so they shouldn't be placed down on the ground and allow the blood to congeal. Except for the bowls or the cups of the frankincense, the spices, shalechem aponim. Lechem aponim were 12 breads that were put you know, every Shabbos, and there were two uh, bowls, two uh, cups of frankincense that were placed on the shulcha next to them, and then every, it was really a carbon mincha of sorts, the lechem aponim was matzah, wasn't really, wasn't chametz, and then every Shabbos, they would take the two bezichelabona, and pour them, uh, as, uh, put them on the mezbeach, burn them on the mezbeach. That was like the comets of the of a carbon mincha. That was like mitzvah, and that allowed the lechem upon him to be eaten. The twelve loaves to be eaten by the kohanim. So those two bowls had to have flat bottoms because they were placed on the table and they stayed there the whole week. And if they wouldn't have a flat bottom, they would fall over onto the breads and and break the breads up. So shalachem aponim shemayanichem, because if you would if they if you leave them and they would tip over the yifros lechem and they would break the lechem. The lechem aponims were really like a like a box. They had sides to it, and then, and then the middle sides were cut off, and the end sides were up. They looked like a board of sorts. But if it fell on the thing, it, it could break it, and you didn't want to break them. They let, you wanted the lechem to remain whole. Shachet yisrael v'kibulakon lo sagid lavi yisraeli. Why do you lavi yisrael? Why do you say that the yisrael shechted it? And then the Kohen took it. Why? It has to be Israel. A Kohen can't shech. No, a Kohen could shech. But he for Kamashman teaches that the Shechita Bazar Kshera, Shechita's Kosher Bazar, like we learned in the beginning of, 
of Chulim, that, that Shechit is kosher by, by a czar. You learn at the beginning of, uh, of Zvachim and Chulim, that Shechit of a is kosher. The Kibbal HaKohen, what does it say, Kibbal HaKohen? HaKamashim Mikabal V'Eilich Mitzvah Kuna, because the Pasuk says, V'Hikrivu, Zukabal Saddam. Pasuk says, V'Shachat Asbenam HaKar V'Hikrivu B'nei, V'Hikrivu B'nei Aro. Oh, V'Hikrivu, that's called the Kabbalah, when they start to be makr of the Dam, and that is only kosher by a Kohen. If Israel does it, the carbon is, is puzzle. HaKamashim Mikabal V'Eilich Mitzvah Kuna, Kuna. Nosen L'Chaveiro, when he gives it to his friend, now what we happen over here? So we have, we did shechita. Shechita could be done by Israel or by a coin, but even by Israel, he shechted it. The coin was makabel the dam. Then what is the coin supposed to do? He's supposed to take it to them in a regular car. He takes it over to the mizbech. That's halacha, and he sprinkles it on the mizbech. But here he didn't walk over to mizbech. He handed it to the next coin, the next one to the next one. So lechora, this comes into the shaila. Can you do halacha biyad without moving, without walking? That's the question over here. Here apparently. Uh, they they did the halacha without ever moving, without walking. Shema minos says the Gemara halacha shlo beregel havi halacha, which is a question that's raised in in uh, in, in in kachim. Can can you do halacha without without walking, just by handing it over? And the halacha is that you have to walk a little bit. So the here you see you don't have to walk. There's no dilma havi Maybe they moved a little bit. Now let's see, walked a little bit. He walked uh, half a step towards his friend. So as long as somebody walked over there, as long as one of them walked a little bit, that's considered halacha. So what's the chiddush then? Why did you have to have all these koanim? If you had to walk anyway, so why didn't one guy just take it over? For, uh, one, the the makabel accepted the dam, and then he could have given it. He could have done it himself, or he could have given it to one other person and walked it over. Why did they have to have these rows of koanim there? The chiddush is kamashmon berovam hadrasmelach. When everybody's active and everybody's partaking in it, that show you show you kulan asukim bavod. They were all involved in the avoda, and that's that's ravam hadrasmelach. That makes the mitzvah more glorious. Kibbalas hamolei machzus arekin. So it says. Remember, they all stood there. They started off with empty ones, right? But they took the full one. And then they handed back the empty one. Avalip chalob, not the other way around. Don't hand back the empty one before you take the full one. You don't postpone a mitzvah. In other words, when there's a mitzvah in front of you, do that first. First do the Kabbalah. First do the Kabbalah or Olacha. Do that first. That's a mitzvah. Handing it back is just cleaning up. That's not part of the mitzvah, handing back the empty one. So you always want to be involved in mitzvahs. Far from safe from here, the Maril says, that's why also when you, when you take out two, two sfarim, like a Meshchodesh or a Yom Tovim, you should put down, the, put down the second safer before you remove the first safer, which is what we do. Same thing when a person goes up for an aliyah, okay, maybe not during Corona, but when you go up for an aliyah, you should wait till the next guy comes up for his aliyah before you go away, right? Because that's so the Farshim ask, but that's not exactly the same thing as what we're talking about over here. We're talking about being Osik in the mitzvah. But the idea is there shouldn't be, whenever you could be involved in a mitzvah, stay with the mitzvah. Be involved with the mitzvah. Don't, don't give up the mitzvah. Don't start diminishing it until you, as long as you can be involved with the mitzvah. Now it says the coin was near the mitzvah. He sprinkled it. He didn't pour it. He sprinkled it. Mantan, who's the, argue, who's the author of this? Mantan Pesachus Rika, Amar Chisra Besiglias. The Gemara she brings down Rabbi Shmuel says no that you pour it. The dams bechachi yishafin you pour it. You don't sprinkle. You just pour it down. Besiglias says the time Besiglias the Omer es damam tizrakom asbeach by bechor. It says that it's dam. You should sprinkle asbeach. We had the Gemara elsewhere. Remember in Zvach, we had this idea that what does damam mean? Is damam mean the different animal? Because it says bechor shor kesevay. It doesn't mean of the three kinds species of animals that you could bring, that you bring a bechor from or no. Rabbi Yosef Lee says, "Es damam." You're talking about bechor. Why do you talk about es damam? Why does he talk about plural? Because it goes be'af es chelbam and the fats 
taktir you should burn on the mizbeach. It doesn't say it in singular damo or chelbo. It says damam and chelbam. By pesach and by meiser, it doesn't say that you're supposed to sprinkle the dam. So how do we know that? You learn out from bechor. But guys, bechor it says it in plural to include also meiser and pesach that they have to be sprinkled on mizbeach. Right? We know the things. How do you know it has to be sprinkled only with the So as we said. On most of the southern part of the Beach and most on the eastern side of the Beach, there's no Yisod. How do you know it has to be on the west or on the north or in the southeast, the southwest corner, or northeast corner of the Yisod? Amram Lezer, from Ola. as the Mam Tizrok, and we're saying that refers to both Bechor, Meiser, and Pesach, Dom Tizrok, Amas Beach, the Ksiv and by Ola it says, Vizark of an hour and a corner as Domo Alamas Beach Saviv. Ma ola tuna yisod. They both say zrika, just like that needs the yisod. A pesach namiton yisod. So you know you need zrika because because the pasuk by bechor says estamam tizrok, and you know that it needs yisod because there's a hekish between zark benayar and kamis damasvechsavib by ola. And here where it says here also estam tizrok, just like ola needs yisod, pesach also needs yisod. How do we know that ola? But ola gufa menal haydo by ola itself that it, that the ola dam has to be sprinkled. So by the way. Ola needs Shtaim Shein Arba. You have to sprinkle it on two sides, which is four, meaning you do it on the two, two uh, uh, angles to the two corners of the Zbech that would be the southwest corner and the northeast corner because the southeast corner has no Yisod, so it can't be those. The only way to get two corners and make it four sides is the southwest corner and northeast corner. So, uh, but, but, but by carbon Pesach and B'choram, you only need one Zrika. You don't learn that. And Tosis points out that's because uh, Ola and Chatos is Shnei Kshem Barankachet, so it's not Malama to other cases. All you do is you need Zrika, but one Zrika is enough. But Ola Gufna, how do you know by Ola needs Yisod? Amar Kor, the Pesach says, by Chatos, by Chatos Nasi, it says, El Yisod Mizbach Ola. You sprinkle the dam, and you put it on the corners of the Mizbacha Ola. You smear, we're talking about a chata, so it's smeared on the four corners. Why is it called Mizbacha Ola? Alma Ola Tuni Yisod. To tell me, right, it says, Ola El El Yisod Mizbeach Tasa Ola. The Ola, it could just, it's the Mizbeach. There is no other Mizbeach there on the outside that you do the four corners. Why is it called Ola uh, El Yisod Mizbacha Ola? To teach me that an Ola needs Yisod. El Yisod Mizbacha Ola. To tell me that an Ola itself it has to be sprinkled. The Shnaim Shein Arba there is, is uh, only where there's a Yisod, so that would be the southwest corner and the northeast corner. That's the only way to get two, two sprinklings, which gets you on all four sides. But as we said, Bechor, Maser, and Pesach, uh, Bechor, Maser, and Pesach are um, only one Zrik is enough. And Bechor and Maser, as we say every day, Nezer and Makoman, are similar to Shlomim in what sense to Shlomim? That is eaten for two days and a night. Of course, Pesach is only eaten on Leila Seder. But the Bechor Maser is like Shlom is eaten for two days and a night. We'll pick it from here tomorrow, Mitzvah Have a good day. Shavua Tov L'Kulam. Oh. Shavua Tov. Beautiful.